Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto, home, life, business, boat, motorcycle, whatever your insurance needs may be. Even planning for the future. It's all at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. They'll do everything they can to save you money and make sure you're fully insured. They are the pros' pros when it comes to insurance. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. If they were to do a play entitled The Suit and Me... Oh, let me draw. Let's see. Have you ever seen the movie San Andreas? I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's a disaster flick. All right. Well, uh, time now for our play-by-play call of the day. It's all we needed. Five years later. After his win at Quail Hollow, it's just in time again at the PGA Championship. All right. Jim Nance with a call on CBS yesterday. Second major win for Justin Thomas, two PGAs. Also, let's not forget he won the players as well. Um, Certainly looked a lot like the game of Nate Bauer, so maybe it was. Nate, congratulations. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. I, mean, congr- I didn't expect to be on so soon after my win. <laughs> Congrats. Hey, way to avoid the creek. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that poor guy. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean... It's interesting because, um, you know, he mentioned Mickelson. Mickelson at Wingfoot, of course, you know, took out Driver when he needed three wood or an iron, uh, just put the thing in place up two shots. And I mean, yes, yep. that's the same thing with him. I mean, he, you know, take out a three wood or an iron, just put it down there. You gotta, but remember, too, by a half an inch, he missed that birdie putt on 17. Yep. You know? Yep. Yeah, that was the, that was big. All right. So, how you been? Good. I've been I've been great. My my full terrible disclosure here is I actually didn't see live yesterday's action. All right. I spent spent the weekend away. I followed it. I knew it was happening, but in the car. So uh, you know, a, a terrible disappointment, but worth it. Uh, given the weekend out of state college, every time, know? nope, worth it every time. No, I was out. Of, I was out. Of, I was out of town the weekend before. So, yeah, doing 
doing things like crawling on f- floor with grandchild. <laughs> yeah, you know that was that was the thing is we 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 typically don't take our kids like when we're a quote unquote vacation, right? I mean yeah. they're young; it's easier to just hand them off to the grandparents. It's great. So we took them to a friend's house uh, in the. Uh, I'll call it the Hudson River Valley, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. he's got a pool. It's great, scenic. It's awesome. But we took the kids, and the the thing that they don't tell you is you're never off, right? Like because you you got to keep the kids from ruining everything at the house and or <laughs> falling into the pool and killing themselves. So yeah. um, it's it's an it's, it's an interesting new phase of. Uh, vacation in in my life but Been it worked there. out they, they stayed alive and they didn't ruin anything so everybody has a minimum standard <laughs> well they, they may have ruined one carpet but i think That's it's replaceable right. so yeah. been there done that <laughs> uh, now i get Oh, you're just so easy going with it. Yeah, yeah, of course I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we've got ten and a half months of name, image, and likeness. Mm-hmm. No regulation. Mm-mm. Right? No regulation at all. But yep. also for athletes, to be honest with you, little preparation either. I mean, they really didn't have a lot of time in the run-up. They kind of heard about possibilities. Yeah. So now here we are, ten and a half months in. Uh, is there any way to put a percentage of the toothpaste back in the tube, or is just, I mean, or is this just it? Yeah, I, I think it's. I think it's complicated. I think you know. Certainly, my attention was drawn to to the the Jimbo Saban back and forth last week and and how it applies to Penn State, right? And so what I heard, and this is not what the story was, but what I heard Nick Saban saying last week was that Alabama's fan base is not up on what it needs to be to be able to compete. I I don't think he was... I, I agree with you. That is exactly what he was saying. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, oh man, look at these dirty cheaters over at A and M. It was, hey, A and M is doing things uh, that are creating this great success in recruiting, and some of the some of the recruiting shoe ins. I, I guess that was kind of the core of the point was guys that Alabama could count on coming to Alabama just based on. Alabama's history and where that program sits in that region of the country, they can't count on anymore. Like it's not, it's not going to happen. And so I think that there is a very real parallel and corollary to Penn State, right? And that, yeah. and that Penn State fans, James Franklin could sit down and say the exact same thing. He could say, yeah. hey, uh, this success that some other programs are having right now is due to NIL. Uh, you know, it's not. It, it might not only be NIL, but it it's a big part of it. And if you're not competitive in the same space, you, you, some of those shoe-ins are are not things that you can count on anymore. Well, this is the um, 
the traditional NIL of what you would think of would be, okay, I'm in the EA sports game, I should get a fee. Uh, Said restaurant wants to use me in advertisements, whether it's on camera, on radio, or in print, or whatever, I get get a fee. That's, That's what most people would think of name, image, and likeness. The part that I never really grasped would happen to be the collectives. Yeah. Uh, and that's, like, for example, Alabama has plenty. I mean, they are the show in that state. Yep. I mean, when, when Penn State goes down to play Auburn, you will still find out Alabama's the show. Yep. Uh, they're the show in that state. So when it comes to traditional stuff, yes, they're going to get the traditional stuff. The difference is there's no John Ruiz. The difference is there's no Texas A&M oil guy saying, "Hey, we have a collective." Yep. I think that's, we don't, I, I think that's what he's talking about there, because he wants. He, he, I'm sorry about Nate. He wants to spread the collective money evenly among all all of his players. Right. Yeah. No. I, I mean, 100. percent He he's his, the model. So so this is what uh, struck me was his what he what he said was. Hey, you know, this was all well and good. NIL in concept was all well and good until some coaches, right, tried to figure out how to use it to their advantage, right? And programs tried to figure out how to use it to their advantage. And he's not wrong. That is true. Mm-hmm. Is it is perverting the game. Right? Like as like college football. So uh, forget all the other stuff, right? This this is good for families uh, of college football players. Mm-hmm. This is good for the college football players themselves. Like these are these are good things for financially for people who have not financially been able to have access to that previously. So like that's that's kind of undeniable. But what it's bad for is. The competitive side of it, right within within the game right. of college football, uh, and so I think that the notion of hey, we're going to make this stuff legal, and it's fine if everybody follows the spirit of what it's supposed to be. That's completely unreasonable, right? Like right. that's what that's what people do is exploit things. Uh, there, there is a reason why the NCAA years ago had to enact restrictions on how many color pages could be used in a media guide. I know, right, right, like, like that's what and, we're talking about, and, and also how many pages were in the media guide. Correct, because some places had media guides that were 700 pages and they were used as a recruiting tool that other programs didn't have access to. They didn't have the resources to be able to do that. And that's a small example, but it the, the point stands is you're, you're always going to have coaches, places, and I, I don't necessarily have a problem with it always trying to get as close to the line as they possibly can. Yeah. And in this new world of NIL, that is that is exactly what's happening. Is nobody's accusing, I don't think, Jimbo Fisher and A and M, which is why I like I didn't really understand why he protested as much as he did. I know. Right? It, it, not only that, I mean he used I mean he went it goes from being a debate to being an argument with emotion. He brought the emotion. Right. 
It, like, that was the the core of what was happening. And I don't think that it came through in terms of the coverage of it or what people were understanding is that Jimbo Fisher is on one side saying, hey, these are the rules. We're playing within them, and we're going to do as much as we possibly can within these rules versus Nick Saban saying, hey, this is horrible for college athletics. Mm -hmm. Uh, Programs are going to need to get cut, right? Like not football programs. Women's tennis is going to need to get cut. Uh, these, these, this is not the model of what college athletics should be. Uh, and so, like, that's the core debate, but it turned into Jimbo hates Nick and Nick hates Jim, Jimbo, right? But that's the way all this stuff turns out all the time anyway because it ends up because it gets clicks. Right. Right? right. Not, not the responsible way of, okay, this is what one guy said, okay, and, you know, let's think about it. Right? Yeah, I think that, you know, and that's, but when you do have a transfer, see, the key is Kenny Pickett, my understanding is, it was about $100,000 in NIL last season. And somebody said, mm-hmm. why is a, quote, star quarterback on the college level only 100000 They said, because he didn't transfer. Yeah. What does that tell you? Because after we saw the transfer from Kansas State to Miami, Yep. In basketball, which is alleged to be eight hundred thousand, four hundred thousand this year, four hundred thousand next year, and a car. Uh-huh. Right. And then you had another guy at Miami, whom I think Adam Fisher recruited to Miami, Isaiah Wong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to the transfer portal if I don't get a better deal. Now it's like, you know, and then the same weekend, Jordan Addison says, "I'm out of here," and he ends up at USC anyway. Yep. Ironically, with I believe. They, the rumor is part of the deal's a house. Reggie Bush is looking around saying, hey, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. No, it's... it's I, I don't know. I, I think that ultimately Saban's points were valid in that the only lifeboat here is federal legislation. That's it. Is yeah, the... The, yeah, and, and, it's, and, it's, and it's probably not going to happen. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not debating that it's not likely, but the NCAA, as we know it, as a rules-enforcing organization, is over. It, it just is. They're not, they, don't, they have no teeth. Uh, no one's afraid of them. Anyone who wanted to transfer previously was able to transfer as soon as they threatened lawsuit. Uh, it, it just there was, there was no real consistency to some of the rulings that they had and so now you've got a landscape of people who again are going to push as far as they possibly can it, it, everything well, has gone amok this is what the NCAA needs and it's going to be very difficult but what makes pro sports work okay they all have antitrust protection yep okay you got to start there because then you can start establishing some rules as to what the rules are. They fought so hard to protect, quote, amateurism forever that they absolutely booted it. I mean, it's their own fault because they just wouldn't, you know, and the O'Bannon trial was. I didn't realize till today when I read the article that Seth Emerson wrote in, in, the, in the Athletic. 
that EA Sports offered them money to give to the players. Yep. And they were told no. I that part I yep. never knew. Yep. No, because it, you know, look, what is this, what is this ultimately about? It's about unions and labor and having uh, the designation of a student athlete change. Yep. And and it, uh, the, the NCAA wasn't wrong in feeling as though it was a can of worms for what they are, right? However, however, incremental, and, and again, hindsight is twenty twenty. that's fine, but it, it always seemed apparent, and I think that this remains true today, is incremental change, we, we might have always gotten to this point, yeah. right? That, that could be the case, but it would have been 20 years from now. Like if they, if, if if you had gone to a place where, hey, you know what, with your uh, football scholarship and men's basketball scholarship or, or whatever, right, these, these profit-generating sports, uh, we have a designation and a distinction for these that say that you have the opportunity, not a guarantee, but the opportunity uh, to, to do certain things that up your income, right, or, or whatever, mm-hmm. like, yeah. and, and it, sure. it uh, capped capped at $40,000. Maybe that would have had to work its way through the court. But everyone, if you if you had told a a prospect, right, who was being recruited even five years ago, seven years ago, that they could go to Penn State, have a full ride, and also have a, let's call it a trust, or like a, uh, a 401k account mm-hmm. right. that they couldn't access until right. after they had graduated right. that, that would have $200,000 in it by yeah. the time they graduated, sure. no one would have said anything. They would have been not. celebrating of course. for years. Of course. Absolutely. They would have been celebrating for years. Uh, you just wrote an article about Penn State basketball. On, I did. On, on 3.com. Uh uh, and earlier, of course, you'd written about how they want to play. You know, and Mike had already told us that they they want to play with more pace. I yeah. mean, uh, yeah. So when you you look at the roster construction they have now, we all know they tried. They've tried very hard to get a, a more experienced big man in here. But what do you see in the roster construction of this team based on uh, when you've talked to them? More more ball handlers, right? is there are more guys who can uh, handle the ball without turning it over that you can trust, that can make decisions with the ball in their hands. Um, you know, I don't know that we're going to see necessarily a, you know, like I don't know that it's going to be from last year, which was one extreme to another extreme in the opposite direction. Like I don't think that's going to happen, but a migration back to – not playing that junk ball that they like, you know, they were slowing it down on purpose, right? Like, I mean, all that stuff was very intentional um, because if you play de- if you played defense really really hard and kept it to a sixty point game, you gave yourself a chance. Whereas well, that that style was based on his personnel. The you, you and I both know Nate. 100%. The, the really good coaches, football, basketball, whatever it might be, they'll tailor what they have to their personnel. He's got different yep. personnel. He can play faster now. Yep, very much so. Very much so. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's 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 about pushing it more. It's about working off of misses more. Um, you know, and and 
We'll see, right? I mean, it, look, like at the end of the day, and you know this as well as anybody, um, you know, you can get open shots, but if they don't go in, it doesn't oh, matter. I mean, making shots, making shots, I mean, yeah, nobody notices anything if you're making shots. Exactly. I mean, seriously, exactly. believe me, yep. nobody notices anything. You sit that back later and you'll say, okay. They could have done this better, that better. If they don't do this better the next time through, they're going to be in trouble. Nobody notices that if you're making shots. I mean, uh, and you got the uh, the two transfers coming in on the 11th and the uh, the five uh, freshmen coming in on the 18th. So, I mean, that will help them get going because they actually have veterans on this team that are coming back that I think are a big plus for them moving forward. You know, Lundy, Dredd. Dallian Johnson, yes. which nobody talks about, and Pickett. Yep, yep. No, it's, I mean it's look. You got you got. Uh, I, I, you know, we'll see how he wants to. Uh, you know, differentiate between bench and and starters, but all, all four of the returning upper. I'm going to call them upperclassmen. Could start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> right. right. Like, sure. You'd you start Lundy. You could start Dread. You could start Dallian. Um, you know, it, uh, and obviously Jalen Pickett's going to start. So, you know, it, it, it is about those guys, uh, I think, taking next steps in their game this offseason and then being able to, well, first of all, have them establish a foundation for all of the newcomers because you got seven guys coming in. Like, nobody would debate that that is a situation ripe for confusion trying to meld all of those ingredients together when they haven't played together. But when you do have four pieces uh, that I just mentioned who can kind of set a foundation and set the example, you're going to feel good about that. Well, the the, the other guys can fall in line. The next transfer target may be actually a wing and not a big man. At this point, yes. (laughs) Yeah. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. It's... (laughs) Look, like the transfer portal is what it is. It's a it's a yeah, wild west. And, sure it is. Um, but you know, how, how's Villanova played over the years? Yeah, exactly. Villanova exactly. Okay, how, how have they played over the years? Now they've exactly. done it with some special guys, but that's how they played it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't think that it is, um, you know, uh, necessarily ideal to not have some level of rim protection in the Big Ten. Um, but you you can also play – You, I, I don't know. Like, I, I just see the roster as it's currently made up of having more players who are more versatile yeah. than what they had exactly. last year. Always you a know. pleasure. Uh, congrats on the, uh, on the title, the Wanamaker Trophy. You earned it. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Great weekend at all. <laughs> Nate Bauer. On 3.com, Blue White Illustrated. Matt just rented the movie San Andreas. He now knows exactly where we're going with the play of the suit and me. That's not pretty. Oof. Not pretty. Suddenly the earth opens up. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. The difference is we don't have a helicopter. All right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. On News Radio 1070 WKOK. May is National Military Appreciation Month. During the month of May, we will honor, recognize, and appreciate all the men and women who have served and are still serving our great country. The United States remains the land of the free and home of the brave because of their selfless service and sacrifice. From all of us at Purdy Insurance, thank you for serving our country and protecting our freedoms. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. It's amazing. Doug Birdsong texted me. He said the suit is always asking Learfield for a helicopter to take them to road games. My understanding is Doug's willing to drive and just give the suit a different flight plan. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, Why not? Oh, look, the Yankees are playing the Orioles again. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you kidding me? I don't understand it, but also it's just like the Phillies and the Mets. They're, like, playing all this their the, series now. This is the 11th, 12th, and 13th I know. games they're playing. Are you kidding me? I don't get it. I just don't get it. God, you want to know how you build a lead in the American League East? You get that schedule. <laughs> Gee whiz. But like I said, the Angels are coming to town at the end of the month. You got you got two series with the Astros in, like, 12 days after that. So we'll, we'll I'm sure Josh Donaldson... Josh Donaldson will figure out a way to insult Shohei Otani. All right, great. Uh, won't Can't matter wait. right now. Let, he's he's let, now in COVID protocol. Well, it doesn't matter. I mean, it, what, for the Orioles series? Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, no. You see, the Rushman kid, though, went out, tripled his first at-bat. Yeah. No, that's, that, that, that's good. Baltimore needs that. They need that. They need new ownership. But at least a kid like that gives them some semblance of hope and excitement, which is cool. Uh, and they have really great new fences there. Um, it was really amazing. The Yankees were complaining about the fences in Baltimore, and the Santander kid hit one out. I mean, I don't know. Okay, great to have you with us today, Sean. No God! No God! No God! Me, am I missing something here? <laughs> They're playing the Orioles again. Yeah. Oh my I don't like the schedule, God. that's for sure. I would have spread them out a little bit. Spread it out? The league needs them to spread it out. <laughs> Gee whiz. <laughs> they already have eight of their wins against them. I got some Donaldson news. Heyman tweeted that he's suspended for one game and he got a fine. Don't know what the fine is. Oh, well, there you go. I guess he's appealing it. <laughs> he's a stupid person for appealing it, but whatever. Well, he's already on a COVID protocol. What does it matter if he's suspended? I wonder, though, if, they, if they're going to make him serve it after he's off COVID. Like, COVID, if, he, if you're on COVID list, that I'm probably sure. doesn't count. I'm sure. I'm sure. Jolly. 
Now they got Baltimore again. It's Jordan Lyles against Garrett Cole. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that should be great. Rushman's going to DH tonight, by the way. Actually, the single most exciting player in the game. See, look at Judge. 15 home runs, 31 knocked in, 318. Giancarlo Stan has 11 home runs. All of them are before the fourth inning. All right, so uh, <laughs> not exactly America's greatest clutch hitter. All right, uh, game's on the line. Come on. Gonzalez is going to start for the Yankees at third tonight. Marwin Gonzalez. Good luck with that. All right. Yeah. There you go. Glaber Torres, five home runs. All of them are after the seventh inning. Giancarlo Stan, 11 home runs. All of them before the third. No? Am I wrong about that? <laughs> Yankees have hit 57 home runs this season. The Orioles have hit 32. The Orioles' on-base percentage is under 300, 299. Wow. Yankee slugging percentage of the team, 415. And this is the 72nd home game the Yankees have played. That's a big number. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. You're just kind of a bitter guy, aren't you? <laughs> the doubleheader loss yesterday. You scored one whopping run. Yeah, lost that was frustrating one. yesterday. Not going to lie. Lost, lost three of your last four. Yeah. Chad Green and Chapman both hurt. Well, I told you about Green. I feel awful about yeah. Green. I, I feel awful about that. Um, And then uh, tonight, Celtics heat. It looks like Butler's playing, but Tyler Hero is not. Marcus Smart was questionable. I think he'll probably give it a go. Panthers lightning tonight, lightning up three games to none. Blues and Avalanche, uh, that series has become very chippy. That's on TNT tonight, 930, with the Avs up two games to one. Ooh, and the Reds and the Cubs are playing tonight. They've combined for 28 wins, one fewer than the Yankees. <laughs> How about that? Ah, yes. Your team is just floating along. I'll tell you, whatever they paid Major League Baseball for that schedule was worth it. So let's take a look at the standings of Major League Baseball right now. Because nobody's noticed. Uh, the Yankees are five up on Tampa Bay. Toronto's seven back, Red Sox ten back. Orioles twelve and a half back. The Twins have the third best record in the American League. They're twenty five and sixteen. White Sox are four back. At least they're over five hundred. Cleveland six back, then Detroit, Kansas City. Houston twenty seven and fifteen. Uh, second best record, and the Angels are playing 605 ball. Uh, it would be great for baseball, and I'm just saying baseball in general, if the Angels could make the playoffs, 
because I think it would be great to have a showcase that includes Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. Just in terms of general big picture here. Uh, Texas, uh, Seattle, and Oakland rounded out. Nationally, the Mets are playing great. Uh, they're 28 and 15. Uh, and they're playing 651 ball. The Phillies are eight back. Uh, the Phillies got to go on the road early. You know, the Phillies are five and five their last 10. The Mets are six and four. And the Braves are also eight back. They have the same record as the Phillies. They're both 19 and 22. Um, then the Marlins are eight and a half back. And the Nationals, who are just not good, they're five and the Nationals are five and 15 at home. Wow. Uh, Brewers lead the Central. Uh, they're three up on the Cardinals. Brewers are playing 634 ball. 26 and 15. Cardinals now three back. The Pirates have now settled into being the Pirates. Uh, and the Pirates um, are three and seven, their last ten. And they're tied with the Cubs, nine and a half back. And the Reds are now just four back of the Pirates. They're 13 and a half back. The Reds have at least won six of their last ten. Dodgers, 675 ball. Padres, 659 ball. So they're only separated by a half game. It's, uh, Dodgers have one fewer loss. Giants are five back. Uh, then the uh, Diamondbacks are seven and a half back, and the Rockies are eight back in the West. So that's where we are um, going into Memorial Day weekend. And the hearing today begins on Trevor Bauer's 324-game suspension. He is the first player ever to request a grievance hearing over a domestic violence suspension. So that's under the category of, wow, okay. And how important is Clay Holmes going to be to your team? Just got up pretty pretty much now, especially if you have Chapman going on the IL, which seems like a possibility according to Aaron Boone. Yeah, his MRI, though, was clean, so that's the good news. He still may go on the IL, but his MRI was clean. So that's good news there. And Well, the good thing is, too, Michael King has been one of the best relievers in baseball, so he'll have to step up even more now. And Jonathan Lewisica has been pretty good, too. Well, this is what okay. This is what's interesting. I. Right? It's always interesting to me how some guys. Let's land a perfect example is Mariano Rivera. Okay. Arguably, arguably the greatest reliever of all time. Rivera, when John Wetland was there, this is when you were a little kid, was a great setup guy. And then Wetland would come on. He pitched the ninth inning. Well, then, when Wetland left, Rivera ascended to the closer's job and, and was a obviously the greatest closer ever. But what's interesting about it 
is that not everybody is able to do that. Some guys who are great, like sixth, seventh inning pitchers, eighth inning pitcher, and you put them in the closer's role, and for some reason, mentally, they can't handle it. Sometimes they can, sometimes they can't. You just can't predict. You can only guess. Rivera got into it, and he thrived. That's because he just was a great pitcher. And again, he threw two pitches. One primary one. One. Still couldn't hit him. Phenomenal. You know, I go back to Jimbo Fisher last week. You want to talk about... okay? So Saban calls him out. But I think I agree with Nate completely. It's the same point I made in the show last week. I think Saban was calling... was trying to make a point to the Alabama fans. Because, you know, you look here at Penn State. Let's take Penn State for a moment. I know pretty much right now, because I did talk to somebody 10 days ago that is in the thick of the Penn State Collective, which is with the success with Honor One. And he was explaining to me all the hoops they have to jump through to, to do this. And... How they have to file and how they have to put the, put it together, and there are three different ways of donating. And he's going through the whole thing. He told me what the numbers are right now, what he what the projected numbers are for the fall, and what the projected numbers are a year from now. So he gave me a whole outline, and that at some point they they think they have to file to be a five hundred one three c. Okay. He's going through all of that. At Penn State, for example, over the years, endowments have been an important way for people to donate. And Penn State is third in the nation in endowments. So what some of the people at Penn State are saying is, hey, look, you know, this is just a different way of giving. Instead of endowing a scholarship, which you're more than free to do, Right, And again, Penn State's third in the nation when it comes to doing just that. You know, you can donate to the collective and you can do that if you wish. And uh, I think that's what, what Saban's trying to do is that in Alabama, when it comes to name, image, and likeness, Alabama, look, the Birmingham Stallions aside, there's no pro team in Alabama. There's no pro team in Alabama. Alabama Crimson Tide football is the show in that state. They don't have the competition of the Philadelphia Eagles or the Pittsburgh Steelers or anything like that in their own state. There's no no NBA. There's no NHL. No Major League Baseball. No NFL. Alabama Crimson Tide football is the show in that state. So when it comes to the ability of name, image, and likeness opportunities in the traditional sense, hey, I'm X for this car car dealership. Hey, I'm Y for this this restaurant. Whatever it may be, okay? In the traditional sense, you can do that. You know, and obviously they can make money with Instagram and TikTok and so forth. But in the traditional sense that you would look at name, image, and likeness advertising opportunities, in that state they are Alabama football players potentially can be the kings. All right. 
But what he is driving at is say, hey, what about our collective here? Because what Saban wants to do, idealistically, is he wants to see everybody on the team get an even split of the collective money. Now, I'm going to assume, let's just say, if it's 85 scholarships, fine. Let's just say it includes walk-on, so it's 120 to 125 players. It sounded like he was trying to, like, Texas A&M, look, they bought all the guys. They got all these guys, blah, 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 blah. He's talking about, you know, and he didn't say Texas A&M. Now, by saying they bought them, it sounds illegal, but, of course, in today's world, it is not. Jimbo threw the emotion into it. I mean, I hadn't seen anybody get that emotional since Matt walked up to the suit and told them that the Indy 500 qualifying was boring. No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! One car going around in a circle. Over and over and over again. Hmm. We'll come back, wrap it up in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Hmm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I. I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 630 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the Mm. out of auto repair. Former Alabama golfer and diehard Crimson Tide football fan Justin Thomas. If he had the same 24-hour celebration rule as Nick Saban. Thomas said, yeah, I got a 24-hour rule. I'm not sure what Jimbo Fisher's rule is, but I guess you got to win something first before he figures out his rules. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) That is the quote of the day right there. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, It's better than any Josh Donaldson quote we can come up with. That's fair. That's fair. He still speaks like a true Alabama fan, but that's but that's fair. <laughs> Bama, roll tide. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, but it's a good line though. Yes, it is. A really good line, Jimbo. I hate golf. <laughs>